Lock and load. This is the Brothers in Arms Fully Automatic Podcast. You'll hear about two brothers that shared their journey to gun ownership, giving you their fully automatic perspective about ownership, safety, accuracy, laws, news, and everything in between firearm related. Lock and load. The range is hot. All right, let's do this. This is Brothers in Arms Fully Automatic. Welcome to the Brothers in Arms Fully Automatic Podcast. I'm your big little brother. And I'm your little big brother. Today, episode 20, we talk about popular polymer pistols, popular non-polymer pistols, and popular rifles. Lock and load. The range is hot. So today, we're going to give you guys some specifics. We're going to, you know, kind of tell you what what to expect when you walk into a store looking for a gun, what you're probably going to see. Now, we don't necessarily subscribe to any of these pistols, but if you go, or any of these firearms, but if you go into any firearm store, you will see them, okay? And you will be presented with them probably, depending on what you're looking for, depending on what you're asking for. Um, you may be presented with something different. So uh, this list is pretty comprehensive with regard to what you should be able to experience. So I'm not big on polymer pistols, so I'm going to let you take over the polymer pistol in. And um, if I was to walk into a gun shop and say, hey, I want a plastic gun, what would I be presented with? What could I expect to experience? I love this. I love this subject just because I think new people and experienced people alike who may walk into a gun shop or may peruse or browse a website, you know, some of the popular websites where you can purchase firearms now are just as easy as walking into a gun shop. And you're going to be presented with a lot of options. I mean, gun cases and shops can have hundreds and hundreds of guns and trying to figure out the differences between those guns and the minute changes that they may uh, present for you um, when shooting may be a bit difficult. The tons and tons of different brands they have. I mean, hours and hours of research and days and months and years of research go into kind of figuring out what brands are good and you've got to read reviews. So we wanted to kind of cut to the chase and just talk to you about the main ones that really are going to be the ones that most people focus on, most shops focus on and most sites. Uh, polymer pistols, first and foremost, is a gun that's predominantly made up of polymer. Polymer is a, a type of plastic and uh Contrary to popular belief, the whole pistol isn't polymer. So you still have a metal slide on the majority of polymer pistols and all of the, the innards and, and inner workings, barrel and so forth. Uh, still still your firing pin, things like that are going to be um, metal of some of some sort, aluminum or poly, something like that, right? Okay, uh, so you say, you're saying that essentially a polymer pistol is part plastic and part metal. Correct. Correct. And a very, part, very and, durable plastic, but yes, it is part plastic. And the part that's plastic is which portion of the gun? 
Typically, it's the lower portion. And that's Typically. the portion that you, the grip and the the portion of the gun that houses the trigger and the magazine where you insert the magazine. That's the portion you're referring to? Correct. And it's the okay. portion that um, the, the slide that goes back and forth on top also is, is going to engage in and kind of hold that all together as well. Is the slide the top portion of the gun plastic? No, that's the portion no. that's typically some form of metal, whether it's steel or some sort of poly, some sort of aluminum of hybrids. There's all types of different you know, metal, but normally it's steel. Okay, so we're talking about the slide, the sights, and the barrel. Correct. It's, it's generally metal, and all of the innards of the gun, springs, pins, all of that stuff. So the, only thing trigger, the trigger could be polymer as well in some cases. And I've even seen some hammers, not the full hammer, but part of the hammer could also be polymer. Okay, fair enough. So um, now we have a working understanding on what a polymer gun is. Can you give us some ideas of what types of guns fall under that umbrella? Sure. You'll hear a lot of people talk about one of the more famous ones, which is a Glock, right? Glocks. Okay. Glocks historically um, have put polymer pistols on the map, so to speak, right? I think there were polymer pistols before Glock, but none as durable, right? Uh, Glock has been known for being one of the most durable guns in the market, and they have a great reputation for what they do. Um, I won't go into grave detail about all of the different specifics, but um, I'll give you a brief overview after I touch some of the others. Um, well, before, before you move on from Glock, I think it's important to mention that while Glocks are very popular guns, the, they're also the most returned gun. Correct. Um, mainly from the pandemic to the present day. A lot of people bought Glocks because they heard about the wonderful reputation that they have, how durable and reliable they are, and you know how you pretty much can't destroy a Glock. Fine. Um, however, people bought those guns and realized when they got home that Glocks don't have a safety. And some people were un uncomfortable with that and decided that they, you know, they didn't feel comfortable carrying it or they didn't feel comfortable, you know, having it because of that uh, lack of uh, that feature. So and, when you say, and when you say doesn't have a safety, let's be clear that the Glocks do have a safety, but it's specific to their trigger rather than a conventional safety on the side of the slide. Right. There's, there's no manual safety. Correct. The, the safety in the Glock is the expectation. It was one that it has a, what, five to seven pound trigger. So you have to deliberately pull that trigger unless you change the trigger to a lighter trigger, which because it has no safety, you should be a little bit more safety conscious with 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 glocks because well, of again, that let's be careful about how we say it doesn't have a safety because it does have a safety trigger the trigger itself will not engage unless pulled in a certain manner to disengage the trigger safety mechanism agree but I'm, I'm referring to a manual safety a, gotcha. a safety that you have to manually turn on and turn off okay so um that that's what um is my understanding that people um, some people are uneasy about Glocks with. Some people love Glocks because of that. So that's something that people should know. Absolutely. Um, the, the, the greatest thing about, I think, most polymer pistols is that they're so customizable and Glock being one of the most customizable guns on the market also um, lends itself to their fan base. They've got a huge, huge fan base. But direct competition to the Glock 
uh, Smith and Wesson, you know, they've got a, a couple models in their lineup that the, the M and P and the SV SDV, the SV that, that really compete pound for pound with the top polymer pistols. And, and you really can't go wrong. Um, Springfield is another company. These two are both American companies versus the Glock. I believe Glocks are made in Austria, Austria. Austria. Yeah. But before Austria. you move on, I think both, the Smith and Wesson M&P line and the SV or SDVE line and the Springfield line, they do have manual safeties. In fact, they have more than just manual safeties. You can buy them in a, in a number of configurations where I think you can buy the M&P without the manual safety and with the manual safety. The right. Springfield actually has a grip safety on some of their guns where if you're not holding the gun in a certain way firmly to engage that grip safety, it doesn't matter if you pull the trigger or anything, it won't go bang. So depending on the type of safety features that you're looking for will determine which guns you're going to consider. And some people don't want to have to worry about all the safety features because if they're going to use their gun in a defensive shooting situation, they don't want to have to worry about having to fumble with the safety or having to you know, be concerned with taking a safety off or grabbing a gun a certain way. Or sometimes if you're in a, let's say a physical fight, you got to grab your gun and you don't actually have it firmly grabbed. You don't want to have to worry about it going bang. You want to be able to grab it. However, you got to grab it to get it. You know what I mean? So those Great are point. considerations. You know what I mean? That, that some people who are worried about other people grabbing their, their gun in their absence and they want the safety on just in case it's a kid who doesn't know how to actuate a safety. And, you know, other people, you know, they might <clears throat> just, you know, might not want a safety so that if they got to grab their gun quick, they can use it whenever they, they pick it up. You know what I mean? So these are all, and those are considerations that are specific to you as a person. So you need to make the determination if a manual safety is important to you or not. And you have to practice you know, drawing, turning the safety off, you know what I mean? And, and, and aiming, those are all things that you have to make sec second nature. You can't just assume that you're going to know how to do that in a high pressure situation and, you know, adrenaline high and you're not thinking straight and you're worried about your safety. Are you going to be able to flip a safety off? And those are, those are some of the key features that really go into deciding on which brand is going to be best for you. And uh, one of the, I think, biggest things that a lot of people don't talk about as it pertains to all polymer guns is that they tend to all be lighter in weight and, and comfort is a big thing when you start to carry. So Springfield, um, just like Smith & Wesson, I think also at some point were made in the same factory. But mm. um, I didn't know that. Not, yeah. only, but not only are they light in weight, but they usually have more capacity. They hold more bullets. Correct. Than some other types of pistols. And Another good brand that um, you'd be getting outside of the U.S., although they are distributed now, I believe um, out of Miami, they've got a factory. But uh, for quite some time, they were out of like Brazil. But Taurus has come a long way and they've got some pistols in the market and in every segment and every model that will compete with those, uh, you know, Glock, Smith & Wesson and Springfield brands. And you'll see these online. You'll see these inside your shops and they'll be, you know, side by side with some of the very same features that we're talking about safety wise. And what I want to kind of touch on when you start to look at some of these polymer guns, you'll see some models will mirror uh, like a hybrid, so to speak, model that gives you some features of different types of guns that 
allow you to feel more comfortable with your gun, like the Springfields um, safety mechanism that Big Bro was talking about mirrors the type of safety mechanism on a 1911 full uh, full metal um, 1911 gun. And, right. and and that's sort of like a hybrid feature. Most polymer pistols don't have that. You'd have to get into a 1911 or, you know, some sort of metal metal 1911 to be able to have that feature. But Taurus, as well as uh, SIG, uh, give you, and, and when we talk about SIG, we're talking SIG Sour. Well, before uh, you even go to SIG Sour, because Taurus reminds me, and, and it makes me, um, a, a good way to compare guns is to compare them to cars, right? To me. So Glocks to me are like the Honda of cars. And and the M&Ps are like maybe the Toyotas or the Nissans. And the Taurus is like the Hyundai to me. For many years, Taurus was looked down upon and considered a cheapy, cheapy gun. But just similar to Hyundai's. Hyundai's weren't necessarily the best car out there. It was like a, a good economy type car to buy. But it wasn't going to last you that long. Um, recently, the Hyundais, they've stepped their game up and they've made a better quality car. They even have some luxury version of Hyundais that are actually pretty good. So the Taurus is similar in that vein because Taurus, once upon a time, you buy a Taurus, you can guarantee you're going to have to buy another Taurus. It's very, you know, I, I got one buddy who's a diehard Taurus fan, but even he admits that there have been some quality control issues with the Tauruses in the past. But these new Tauruses, the G3, the G4, the G3C, those are all really good guns, and they're really competing with the Glock and the M&Ps. So it's important that uh, regardless of what gun you buy, you know that it's, it's going to be a reliable gun and that, you know, if the gun shop owner presents these options in front of you, it's normal. They're going to present these to you if you ask for a polymer gun. However, you need to have, like, a reference point with regard to how to compare them. And to me, the best way to do that is to kind of compare them to cars. I think that's a very good uh, way to kind of get people that are introduced, getting introduced to guns to kind of understand there are levels. There are levels to the quality. There's levels to the uh, warranties. There's levels to the parts. There's levels to the accuracy. There's levels to the finish. There's levels. There's all kind of levels. And, and just like cars in, in the same respect, you definitely have to figure out what you like and what fits you best. Um, and I'm glad you stopped me because I, I will say that Taurus was one of the uh, first manufacturers that I knew of that had a lifetime warranty on anything on that gun. So if anything broke, they replaced it, even if they had to replace the whole gun. And although there was some quality issues early on, they always stood behind that product and uh, no questions asked. Fair enough. Um, so I, I do want to um, mention as well in that same sort of realm of guns, the Ruger, right? The Ruger pistol, polymer pistols kind of fall into the same category of the Glock, Smith & Wesson, Springfield, kind of Taurus. Those are kind of all in that sort of Nissan, Honda, um, you know, uh, Hyundai, Toyota. Toyota sort of comparison feel as far as cars are concerned. And uh, it's it's going to be about specific individual features that fit you on on which one's going to be the best. So, so I want to kind of transition from there into more your Cadillacs, Mercedes, Audis, um, BMWs now, right? So mm -hmm. you 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 want to talk about your CZs, your HKs, your Walter P's, your FNNs, your Sig Sours. These are guns that are going to be at a whole different price point. 
they're going to be specialty features for some, right? Um, and then and then for others, you're going to be able to go from, let's say, a competition gun all the way to an entry-level gun mm -hmm. um, or, or vice versa, I say, from an entry-level gun to a competition gun and all the models in between. Mm -hmm. But um, what I wanted to say is CZ, a lot of people weren't familiar with, you know, 15, 20 years ago, they were still kind of creeping around only in the competition world where you seeing a lot of people really keen on what they were and, and how great of a product they make. But I want to say they were an Israeli company or, or definitely somewhere out there in, in the Middle East. And um, they, they were responsible, I want to say, for the original Desert Eagles and the original... No, um, no I think uh, CZ is a Czechoslovakian company, I think. Yeah, yeah, I, I may be wrong on on the exact location. I apologize, but the um the gun was really used in competition shooting for the most part, and for many years since the seventies, it's been known as one of the most accurate guns. Absolutely, um, it is. Uh, not too many people consider it. Um, generally, CZs are full size, you know, pistols. So unless you're going to shoot it for competition or be comfortable with a full size pistol then you're going to be kind of limited on the options, but they're excellent guns, they're accurate guns. And, you know, it really just a matter of preference, to be honest with you. Definitely worth taking a look at. And when you, when you see a CZ, you'll, you'll notice right nearby, you'll start to see some specific guns, no matter where you're looking, whether it's online, whether it's in stores and the, um, the Walter P the HK and the, uh, the FNN. I mean, these are just top, top-notch quality 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 guns and even some of the higher models of sig sour i mean you could spend a few thousand dollars on a gun you know what i mean well the, the walters i think the walters are pretty good guns as well because you gotta they come in different styles in fact the walters first the came most in the comfortable scene. guns it's just so comfortable they're comfortable guns but those are the the the, the first gun that i realized was a Walter was James Bond's gun, 007. He has a right. but um he doesn't have a a polymer Walter. He has a full metal Walter. I think he has a Walter PPK. But they have different kinds of Walters, and it's my understanding. Um, a friend of mine has uh what's the name of this Walter? Uh he has he has two Walters, they're both polymer guns, one in nine millimeter and one in forty-five. And when you put those guns in your hand, it's like it's meant for your hand. It's weird. Because, I, again, I don't particularly care for plastic guns. But shooting that gun, I was like, okay, this feels good. Between that, the M&P, I was like, okay, these feel okay. Especially because you can change the the way it feels in your hand by, you know, different palm swells and grips and stuff like that. But um, it's really just a matter of preference. You, you, you get into a Honda, and depending on the model, you know what I'm saying? It feels different. You get into a Toyota, depending on the features, it feels different. And it's similar with guns. You, you, you grab a particular gun, depending on the grip, depending on the grip angle, depending on how the the bore, the, the barrel sits on top of that gun and how low it is to your to your arm and your hand or how high it is, it, it just feels different. It, it, and depending on what you prefer will determine on what you gravitate to. And that's a great point. I think that all of these guns are, are great within their own right, but understand that the differences that you're going to need to figure out for yourself when looking at these quality pistols is grip feel, palm swells, is, you know, sight picture. It's going to be the safety placement, where it fits in your hand. Can you get to it without disrupting your hand? 
And right. then obviously the bore axis, how high that barrel sits, how low it sits, that's going to depend on how accurate it is in some cases like the CZ. So, I mean, yeah. that brings us that, that, uh, that that kind of gives us a, a comprehensive list that you would stick stick with this in in this realm of guns, and and learn what you like and then explore from there because this isn't a complete list by far. I just wanted to kind of touch on the, the the popular ones and kind of narrow down where your quality is. Um, right. Well, the, the, if you go into any gun shop and you say I'm interested in a polymer pistol, they're probably going to put one of these that we mentioned in front of you. Correct. But that's why we named those brands. So in the same vein, we did polymer pistols, so we're going to do non-polymer pistols. So when we're talking about non-polymer pistols, we're talking about pistols that are fully metal. There's no major components on the pistol that's plastic. There's like, or at least no big components on it that's plastic. So even the grip is is or the portion that you're holding in your hand the lower portion of the gun is metal stainless generally sometimes it could be uh, uh air weight aluminum or some kind of fancy metal that they come up with to make it lighter but generally polymer pistols are lighter than non-polymer pistols unless it's one of those air weight revolvers or air you know light aluminum type guns um but the point is that there's specific types of polymer pistols and specific types of non-polymer pistols so if you go into a gun shop and you say i don't like those non-polymer pistols i don't like those excuse me those polymer pistols show me something that's not plastic they're probably going to put something in front of you from this list that i'm going to read to you um well first off my favorite 1911s oh, here we go oh yeah here yeah, like we 19- go before you, before you before you continue, listen. Let's let's talk to the listeners real quick. If you're just getting into guns, or you're you've been around a little while, this is an age old argument. Your 1911 guys are 1911. Your Glock guys are Glock guys, and this argument has been one for the ages, so to speak. My gun's better than yours. This is why. He likes a heavy paperweight. We don't. He calls our guns plastic. We don't like his rustomatic. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what it is. I mean, but the truth of the matter is, I, I like a heavy gun, mainly because those plastic guns, they got a little bit more recoil, a little bit more snappiness to them because they're lighter. And you just got to get used to that. And that's, you know, that's, that's you fine. Have big it's hands. You gotta have Isn't big it? hands. You gotta have a strong grip. You have to be have hold the gun like a man. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. That's fine. That that has that's neither here nor there. You gotta hold the heavy gun like a man too. <laughs> but my point the is, metal takes up all the recoil. The metal takes up all the recoil. You yeah, absolutely. That's a good thing. I don't have to necessarily worry about recoil when you got a metal gun. You, you manage it less. To yes, me. No. Follow-up shots matter to me. I want If I'm a miss, I want to be able to shoot the second one without shooting all over the place. So 1911s to me, I like them. Some people don't. They got too many safeties for some people. 1911s have between one, two, to between two and three safeties, depending on the model of 1911 you, you get. And, and, some say, would, and some would say that they're also a little finicky, too. Some would say that because they don't know nothing about 1911. <laughs> <laughs> But once you break in a 1911 and you use the right ammo, ain't nothing finicky about it. It's just as reliable as as, as a Glock. You That's drag it around, finicky. you do whatever you need to do. That's called um, finicky. <laughs> I've seen some finicky Glocks. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Anyway, you see how this conversation goes, right? People, you see how it happens. So, yeah, 1911s, I like them. My favorite metal gun. Usually you could get them in a 9mm, 45. They have them in other calibers now. Um, they're good because they have a bunch of safety features. Not that I'm a big safety guy, but if I'm going to carry a semi-automatic weapon, I think I feel comfortable, at, you know, dealing with safety. So, it is, you know, it's second nature to flip that safety off for me. Uh, next one, Beretta 92. All Berettas yeah, like are not necessarily uh, non-polymer, but the Beretta 92 is an all-metal gun. Um, if you like just metal guns, then these are the ones that you might want to look at. There's a whole bunch of others, but these are pretty popular guns. Next, uh, we talked about the CZ in the past, but this particular CZ, the CZ-75, I believe comes in polymer and it comes in metal. So if you want a heavier version of the CZ, you can get it. If you want a lighter version of the CZ, you can get it. Um, the Walther PPK, that's the specific Walther that James Bond had, which is all metal. It's a smaller pistol. However, it's very concealable. They have it in 380. They have it in 9 millimeter, And it's pretty accurate. It's, it's a pretty reputable gun. Um, the next one I don't think is that popular, um, but I think you've seen them in a lot of movies. And it's the only other metal gun that I think we could really come up with. as a Desert Eagle. Um, Desert Eagles, they do also come in polymer, but um, they certainly come in all metal. And the Desert Eagle that I'm talking about the is original. The, big, the original big Desert Eagle that... Um, who had it? If you watch the movie Keanu 48 Reeves Hours... One of them. Keanu Reeves or one of them in a the movie, I think. Nah, in 48 Hours, uh, uh, Gans... The criminal, he had a Desert Eagle. He was the Eddie, one shooting at Eddie Murphy. He he had a Desert Eagle. Um, and I think uh, the Terminator had a Desert Eagle, or somebody in the Terminator had one. In any case, Desert Eagle, another metal gun, but that's a very uh, that, that gun's not practical. That's a showpiece. You're not going to conceal that. That's going to be. It's, it's just way too big. Um, and finally, revolvers. Revolvers are generally metal, usually stainless steel guns or some kind of aluminum or air weight, air light. You know, some kind of light metal, but they're, you're not going to find a revolver, at least I haven't, that was made out of polymer. Um, any questions about those? No, I think that that's a good point uh, with revolvers. I'd, I'd like to also say that if you're looking at the uh, Smith & Wesson M&P, that model started out as a revolver. So you may be able to find in the, uh, in the, in the classic market or the antique market, or even in the used market, some uh, Smith and Wesson revolvers that are also M and P models. Yeah. Those are old that way. way. Yeah. Yeah. Those are old models. Popular rifles. Now, hey. you know, the, 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 there's one rifle that everybody knows is also very popular. But before we get before we get to that, let's <laughs> let's look at the, the the different types of rifles. You got semi-automatic rifles, and you have bolt action rifles, and you have lever action rifles. Right. Right. A semi-automatic rifle is a rifle that every time you pull the trigger, trigger a bullet is released. Pull a trigger twice, two bullets come out. Pull the trigger once, one bullet comes out. A bolt action rifle is a I guess the easiest way to explain what a bolt action rifle is it's the equivalent of a revolver in a rifle I don't know I'll, I'll explain to you why 
So a semi-automatic pistol is similar to a semi-automatic rifle in that you got to put a magazine in it. You got to pull something back to put the first round in the chamber. And every time you pull the trigger once, one bullet gets sent. Say it happens on a revolver. I mean, uh, in a in a pistol, it happens same thing on a rifle. It's the same mechanism. It's semi-automatic. With a, a revolver, it doesn't work the same. You don't have a magazine, so you have to put them in either individually or with a speed loader. And um, you can cock the hammer back and pull the trigger for each shot, or you could just pull the trigger for each shot. With a bolt action, it's similar in that. Um, some of them don't have a magazine. Most do, but you can get a bolt action that doesn't have a magazine. And every time you take a shot, you have to lift up the bolt, pull it back so that it throws out the empty case, and then push the next one in and lock down the bolt. Let's simplify that. Let's simplify that for our newbies because that sounds like, if I'm new, I can't really put that picture together, right? Not from a revolver. That's why I said I don't know about that. Because a revolver, okay. it, it cycles on its own. That cylinder cycles from the trigger being pulled. You can pull the hammer back, but it's not mandatory. In a, a bolt action rifle, it's mandatory. You have to pull that bolt back and cycle another round in there yourself. Right. But the reason why I'm comparing it to a revolver is because it's not semi-automatic. Got you. Okay, that's the only that's the only reason why I'm comparing it to a revolver. It's not really comparable to a revolver in the same sense, but it's certainly not a semi-automatic. Correct. So then you have uh, uh, lever actions, and those are the old cowboy rifles where it has underneath the trigger. You pull the trigger, and then you 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 lower the lever down and raise it back up in order to put the next bullet in. So. Um, those are the three different types of rifles, right? And under the semi-automatic umbrella, I guess the easiest rifles to put in people's minds that fall under semi-automatic are the AR-15 and the AK-47 and everything that's similar to that. So there's a bunch of different rifles that are not AR-15s or AK-47s that are also semi-automatic. Um, and that and and. Part of me is that's why I'm against people who are against the AR-15 and AK-47 and try to ban them through features. Like they say, oh, if it if it takes a magazine or it has a muzzle device on the end or has a a, a grip, a pistol grip on it, then that's a that's something that we should be concerned about and not allow people to have. But there's a bunch of other rifles that have those same features that are not AR-15s and not AK-47s that people are not concerned about. So let me ask so, you something real quick, right? So if I'm if I'm walking into a gun store and I've never owned a rifle and I'm I'm in the market for one or I'm perusing online, I'm looking for a rifle and um what 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 will stand out to me where I can identify an AR and an AK? What's, what's the difference between those that I could just look at and see and say, okay, these are two different styles that I, I can clearly see. One's an AR, one's an AK. Okay, so the AR is go is the American assault, right? Uh, so the American modern sporting rifle, <laughs> aka the, the scary assault rifle. You almost got rifle. caught with the okie doke just now. <laughs> Yeah, I almost did. So yeah, it's the it's the it's the rifle that everybody's afraid of. You know it when you see it. You know what I mean? Why? Give me one of the features that that stand out from an AR and an AK. 
Okay, so both the AR and the AK have detachable magazines. They just look different. The AR's magazines are generally plastic, but you can get some metal ones. Generally, the AK's magazines are metal. I haven't seen... That's not true. They do have metal and plastic as well. So hold on, um, hold on. So I think since you since you mentioned the magazines, I think that is an identifiable feature that can um someone could just look at as a newbie and see, hey, that's different. The AK's magazine does have uh considerably more curve, curve in it. Yeah, they, they have the, the the banana the clip. banana curve. Exactly. The banana quote unquote clip. You know, that's the wrong name, but that's if you're talking about a banana clip, that's an AK. Correct. Okay. If you have if you have a magazine that, that goes straight in and it doesn't curve, that's generally an AR. There you go. Um, and for the record, what does AR stand for? Armament rifle? Armor light. Armor light rifle. I know it's armament. Armor yeah. armor something. Armor light. And what does AK stand for? Uh, Automat? How you say it? Automov Kalishnikov. Avtomat. Kalishnikov. Yeah. And, and what is that? What is that? A name of somebody? I know Kalishnikov is, is, is a gentleman's name who, who came up with the model. I believe that's his first and last name. Okay. Yeah. And it's a Russian... Um, I guess you can call that an assault <laughs> assault rifle. Nah, we're not gonna call that assault rifle. Either. It's a, it's a That's not a modern rifle. sporting rifle. There's nothing yeah, sporting man. about the AK-47. Sporty as hell. If you see it in the, in a, a, a tactical configuration, that's different. But the 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 normal Russian configuration with the wood and all that that's not tactical. So that's not a that's not modern. So I don't, I don't know that I would call it an assault rifle, but it certainly ain't a modern sporting rifle, in my opinion. And I don't think that's his first name either, um, now that I think about it. Okay, fine. We'll, we'll figure <laughs> that out later. <laughs> I don't think that's his first name. If I'm not mistaken, it's, it's his first name is something else. All right, that's possible. In like any Mikhail, case... Mikhail, Mikhail or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> It you is. Think I about, swear, I swear. You think about I'm Gorbachev, blank, man. I know, I know, I know that wasn't it. So that's all you right. think about yeah. the old Russian president, Mikhail Gorbachev. <laughs> I know it's something. All right. Anyway, so you got the AR-15, the AK-47 under the umbrella of semi-automatic. Um, they also can be under the umbrella of automatic. Pull the trigger once and you get the right. Versus pulling the trigger once and getting pap. Um. Bolt action rifles are generally your hunting rifles. You you also can have a bolt action rifle that is a competition rifle. Bolt action rifles are the most accurate rifles. Why? I don't know, but they are. And they, they shoot way more. You can get a hole in a hole with a bolt action rifle, and they're very, very accurate. Even the cheapest bolt action rifle is pretty accurate. Um, so, yeah, bolt action rifles, lever action rifles are pretty accurate, too. The, the beauty of lever action rifles is buy a lever action rifle in the same caliber as your pistol or your revolver. They have lever action rifles in 357, I think in 38, 44 That's Magnum. That's so, true. yeah, I mean, you can't get them in every pistol caliber, but you can certainly get them in the popular revolver pistol calibers. That's so, so true. Okay. And I had yeah, to Google think, it. Hold on. Hey, I had to Google it, man. Yes. Uh, AK, that that's uh, Russian for automatic Kalishnikov is what okay. that is. 
Mikhail is his name. Mikhail uh, Kalishnikov is his name, who is the creator of the AK. I don't want to sound ignorant out here. For all of our listeners, we know what we're talking about a little bit, okay? It's Russian, <laughs> but we, we got to, you know, it's all right. All right, so Mikhail Gorbachev, I mean Kalishnikov is the right <laughs> You word. better watch your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> all right, um, I think that brings me to the end of my uh, list here of, of popular rifles. If you go into a uh, uh, gun shop, you're going to have to kind of know if you want a semi-auto or a bolt action or lever action, and you're going to have to know what the what you're using it for. You're going to have to know um, what kind of features you want on it, and you're going to have to know what caliber you want it in. So some few basics on polymers, non-polymers, and rifle gun, uh, excuse me, rifle options. Did and I miss last, anything? Yeah, the last thing that I'll say is as a caveat, you could bump into um, some shotgun configurations that are set in an AR or an AK configuration, but they Absolutely. are rifles, they are shotguns still. So just not only be, that, be careful of you, that. You can also uh, come up against um, modern sporting rifle configurations in pistol calibers. That's true as well. Carbines. Right, carbines. So you can find an AR-15 and 9mm or for, uh, 45, I believe. You can find them in a few different calibers So that are pistol calibers. I hope that was educational. I hope it was a little bit fun for you. I hope you got a chuckle out of our stupidity. Um, <laughs> tune in next time. The range is clear. Clear! You've been listening to the Brothers in Arms Fully Automatic Podcast, your number one source for gun parts and accessories. You can join us every Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. Hear us on all the major podcast platforms. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, find us on Facebook and on Instagram. See you next time.